Well, hello, people of Earth. Thank you for downloading episode six of We Got This. Quick heads up for you, whether you've been listening since episode one or whether this is your first episode, I wanted to let you know that you can go to sodahead.com forward slash we got this, and we've set up a bunch of polls that discuss the different topics that we've had on the show, and you can actually vote and let us know what you think, and you can even leave comments, and we'd love to hear from you. But just remember that whatever we decide at the end of the episode is legally binding. Some of you out there are breaking the law, and it's breaking our hearts, so stop doing it. Please obey us. That's all we ask. Is it too much to ask for you to obey us fully? I didn't think so. Special thanks to Ken Plume, who does all of our audio processing and mixing. And without any further ado, here's episode six of We Got This. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all... Or Los Angeles. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We've got this. You want to pick that up and say we got this? Yeah, instead of we've. <laughs> All right, let me do that again. That's right. And don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Hello, everybody. Hi, Hal. Hi, Mark. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I'm loving that we're getting to do so many of these. Such varied topics. Yeah, this is a fun one. Katie Crimpley. Thank you, Katie. She suggested this one. She asked, which is better, New York or L.A.? She didn't even ask which is best. She just said New York or L.A., but that's always the the, the argument sure. here. It's not <laughs> – like we're not voting for a president. Yes. And also I don't – I'd like to start off with I don't necessarily like the uh, the which is best, mm-hmm. um, which is saying – let's say which is better of the two because uh, I feel like so often – Especially in the line of work that we're in, um, people get this notion that the only two places are New York and Los Angeles where anything ever happens. Um, as if, you know, rather than I think this place is the best place, uh, thinking I think this place is the only place. You know what I mean? And that uh, that's agree. kind of a pet peeve of mine. As you and I are both, you're from uh, Pennsylvania and I'm from Tennessee. So yes, I'm from Philadelphia specifically. Yeah. And you're, you are I'm from specifically Memphis. from not – how dare you? <laughs> Listen, growing up in Pittsburgh, Hal, what did you oh, think? Oh, no. No, you was... can't do it to me. <laughs> no, what's the – who do the Eagles hate the most? It's not Pittsburgh. It's the – it's in order. The Miami Dolphins. I'm going to say in order. Dallas Cowboys. Uh huh. New York Giants. Okay. Washington Redskins. Okay. Whoever the Eagles are playing. Change the name. That's right. Change. Change the, the name. name, Redskins. Please. You guys are being jerks. Let's do the. Uh, let's do the one, two, three. I think I know how this is going to go. Okay. You ready? Yes. One, two, three. L. New York. See, there you go. Of course. There it only it makes sense. I'm in LA. You're sure. in New York. I recently moved to New York, uh, after 14 years living in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I moved to New York in May of last year, uh, just because I have always wanted to live here. And 
for me, the big difference is I've always been a big fan of the theater. And I've always enjoyed uh, doing plays and musicals and feeling the rush of a live audience. It's why I love Thrilling Adventure Hour so much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what I've spent my life doing. And I, uh, I always wanted to play in the big show of theater, which is New York City. So that was the reason. I will begin the episode with that primarily was the reason for my move. Uh, yes. And, and um, it was it, it, it was not a New York is better than L.A., uh, it was primarily work based and goal based. Sure. That, and that makes a lot of sense. And I, look, I'm definitely biased. I told Jennifer that we were recording this topic and she was like, Oh, well, I know how you feel about New York. Uh, let me be. Do you clear. really hate New York? I don't hate New York. Um, I don't like the New York attitude, which we'll get into, but okay. remember, I grew up maybe two hours away. F- Philadelphia sure. has always been the, the second city. To, uh, uh to pretty sure someone else has city. laid claim to that title. No, no, no. The Second City Theater is in Philadelphia. Check Wikipedia. I just edited it. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's always been like the, the second citizen. And, you know, we're, we're not good enough, not cool enough. Like New York is the coolest and the best. So Philadelphia as a city, we have a chip on our shoulder. And the truth is, Philadelphia is a, is a fantastic city, and many cities uh, around the country are great uh, by their own right. Um, we are just looking at two of them today. We are just because they are both city because they're the city where Hal lives and the city where I live. Right. So I have this this Manhattan sized chip on my shoulder. However, okay. I will say um, I went to college in Syracuse, New York, and when I was graduating from business school and looking for jobs. I originally was like, all right, I'm going to go down to New York City because that's where they set up all your interviews. And I'm going to, to talk to some companies who are, who are willing to interview me for a position. And I spent the day in New York and I hung out with a friend of mine who lived in Manhattan, a really nice area of Manhattan. And we went to a really nice dinner. And then we went to like a rooftop deck and just sort of looked out over the city. And I will say in that moment, I was looking out going, I could definitely live here. So there, there's definitely you were a you were getting an ideal version of New York. Exactly, there is an ideal version of that city that everybody everybody falls in love with it, and there's a magic to New York City, no denying it. Uh, there is a magic, and that magic though is it's in the uh, it it's in the way that it's depicted in films and television a lot it, it, because anything that takes place in New York, New York is always a character in that. And it's always a character that's painted in the most positive light. Generally speaking, unless, you know, like the warriors was like, look how gritty New York is, but times square doesn't look like that anymore. So well, a lot of those New York films of the 70, like the Scorsese, the gritty, the real New York. I mean, if you watch three days of the condor, which takes place in and around New York city, it's gritty. It's dirty. It's got, character quote unquote but it's you know yeah. a lot of times we take something that is unsafe and filthy and go that's character sure i enjoy walking through the industrial parts of brooklyn because they have character am i terrified sometimes when i'm walking through them uh there's some spots in gowanus that i've walked through in the middle of of the night that seem a little unsavory but that may just be because i'm crossing the gowanus canal which is a woefully uh a woefully under cleaned uh, canal in my neighborhood. Now, now you live near Gowanus, is that right? I do. I live in Park Slope in Brooklyn, right. so I'm not a Manhattanite. Uh, we're going to talk about because it's just what we know. Um, 
specifically Manhattan and Brooklyn. Sure. Those are the two. I mean, uh, because Hal and I have spent a little bit of time there. Manhattan is the city. You think of New York. I mean, I went to New York a ton when I was a kid. I don't think I went to Brooklyn until the Thrilling Adventure Hour went there two or three years ago. Really? Yeah. I just – what like why would I go to Brooklyn? And, and remember in the 80s – and the and the early nineties, it wasn't really undergoing a renaissance that I can remember. That's it true. Was just it was Brooklyn. It still it still looked like the opening from Welcome Back, Cotter. Right, exactly. Which you know, where it's just riding down the uh, riding down the train, uh, looking at you know clotheslines that people still had in the seventies and eighties. But I did the one thing about um, the opening of that show, and I wish that they had preserved this was there was a zip line. In the opening, that there are kids using a zip line like across the street, which I thought was the coolest thing on earth. So why do we not have zip lines running across every street? Exactly, kids love zip lines. Put zip lines in the street, people. Um, so I feel like this episode might be me making a case for New York and you making a case for L.A. I don't know if we're going to solve this one, honestly. Um, well, we're going to solve it. <laughs> it's all in right. the title. We are going St- to solve this. Strap in. We may not got this. Yeah. So um, we've talked about New York. What about L.A.? I, I moved out to L.A. almost 15 years ago. Yes, on, you and I moved out around the same on time. On a whim. I moved out on a whim because my one of my best friends, Damien, I was going to move to Washington and do theater. But one of my best friends, Damien, who, who I grew up with, said, hey, instead move to L.A. and we'll be movie stars. And I was like, that's how that works. So I got into yeah. my car, loaded it up, and drove to L.A. And moved to Beverly. Exactly. Um, I was also similarly seduced by Los Angeles. I was uh, coming out of college and we did showcases in New York, Chicago and L.A. And when I came out for the L.A. showcase, it's just I mean, the thing is the natural the, the benefits of Los Angeles far are far superior uh, in the in the great outdoors and in the wide open spaces and in the fact that there are palm trees and beaches and mountains and the natural beauty of Los Angeles is seductive. And I was seduced by that and also uh, not sexually seduced, but business seduced by a, uh, a manager that turned out to be a bit of a bust. Um, but that was the reason I initially moved to Los Angeles over New York. I will say that as a superior, as a city, New York is a superior city. They have their stuff together better. Sure. Well, New York has been around for such a long time. 400 years. It's 400 Since years Since 1625. It's, uh, it's one of the first cities to have a grid system, not the first. That mm-hmm. was Philadelphia. Thank you very much. Take that, New York. One point for Philadelphia. Um, well, New York. When was, uh, was Philly ever the capital of America? Because New York it was. It was the original capital of America. Never mind. Um, well, listen, uh, and, and Alexander Hamilton moved the capital from New York City to Washington, D.C. because he knew that New York would wind up being the de facto capital anyway because it's where all of the money was. It's where all of the it's it was the crossroads of the world. It's even though Los Angeles has the actual crossroads of the world, big sign. Um, the big spinny globe thing. Which is how you determine where the crossroads of the world is. It's whichever city gets the sign up first. Hey, man, it was how they worked Surf City USA. It was either Huntington Beach or what was the other one? There were two it beach was, communities that each wanted to be called Surf City the USA. Other one was Topeka, Kansas. Thank goodness. Thank goodness Huntington Beach got yeah, it. Yeah. Cause it would have been weird. Um, 
but it really is the center. It, it's there's a reason that the United Nations are in New York. And I feel like I might just be able to drop the mic on the UN is here. It's where all the countries in the world meet. Drop the mic. Can we end the episode no, there? No, we can't. That's hey, uh, if you want to send no, us a no, topic, stop it. no, you're not going to shut this episode down. We are we have not even <laughs> begun this episode. How dare you? All right. A lot of – I think a lot of what made New York – New York in, in, it sounds like I'm about to sing it. A lot of what made New York City what it was at that time was was the location of it. I mean it's just yes. – it happens to be where it is. And that – because of that, a lot of people have come in and, and it is a great melting pot. It's where my family uh, came when they, when they emigrated from Poland and Russia. Sure. It's where most families came. Mine started here and then moved down to Philly. So, so Los Angeles. My, my, my extended family to the rest of the audience. I don't know if I mentioned my extended family is all from Philadelphia. My dad and his whole side of the family. Yeah. So if you, if you're a fan of Mark Agliardi, guess what? You love Philadelphia. So. Yep. And if you're a fan of Hal Lublin, guess what? You love Pittsburgh. No, Pittsburgh, no, right? no. How dare you? Everybody in, <laughs> everybody. Go Redskins. Everybody in Nashville is really upset with you right now, Mark. <laughs> But the point I'm trying to make uh, is Los Angeles is a much younger city. It is uh, – it yes. was founded at least uh, – the American part of it in the 19th century. However, it has risen to prominence to the point where it challenges New York City for – as to which one is better. It is It is the second largest city in the country behind New York. So mm-hmm. so just based on population. Now, Los Angeles uh, – just to talk a little bit about what it's like to live out here. Number one, uh, you guys are still cold. In New York, the snow is gone. The snow is gone, but it is still it cold, is cold here. We're recording this uh, the day after St. Patrick's yes. Day. And I have had swimsuit and shorts and T-shirt and, and swimming weather all week long. It has been okay. nice and warm and pleasant, which is a real joy. Have you been Have you been wearing those things? Because you're a grown-up with a job. Hal. Yeah, I show up at work wearing a, a an early 20th century bathing suit with – well, with a blow up, uh, like dinosaur inner tube around my waist. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, uh, otherwise, okay. LA is I, look, great. I, I, and, and, but here's the other I, thing I, about I, LA. Hold on. Let me just say this. Like, okay. I'm not going to disparage LA in this. I lived there for 14 years. Uh, I love the it. The thing of New York that I, that I feel like a lot of people say is that uh, in addition to theater and the theater there is fantastic actors from mm-hmm. all around the world come to Broadway to play. And that is a huge distinction. However, one of the other things is like you can get the city never sleeps. It's in the nickname. You can get whatever you want, yes. whenever you want. Absolutely. LA huge sprawl. You can spend the morning at the beach and then be skiing in the afternoon. You, you are literally close to almost any kind of climate zone you could want. Like I've driven, uh, Jen and I drove like through the mountains up near Pasadena and we started and it was in the eighties. And then we got to a point where there was snow on the ground and then came back down into the heat. Well, part of that is just because the Los Angeles area is so vast. Sure. Uh, it, it covers such a large, a large, chunk of land. And that for me is another reason that I prefer New York City because I'm not a person who loves driving or is terribly good at it. If if it weren't for driving, I would be a model citizen. But I have sat in many a courtroom 
just because of dumb things behind the wheel. Oh, yeah. Uh, people who have not spent 14 years knowing Mark, <laughs> he has a <laughs> grand and storied history of automotive violations and a series well, of, like, the junkiest jalopy cars you could imagine. Let me – let me make my pitch uh, to all the good people who live in Los Angeles or anywhere that you have to drive everywhere. Um, here's what you do. You go on Craigslist. You buy a car for $500, 5 to 700 you know, a nice car, and then <laughs> drive it. Uh, don't ever register it. Just drive it until you rack up a million parking tickets. They'll eventually boot it and tow it. And then you just go buy another $500 car, disposable cars, and you can park them wherever you want. Oh, so you are the, really the founder of Zipcar. Yeah, except my Zipcars, uh, they are actually run by tiny zippers under the hood. <laughs> yeah, the, the, that is. And they also have tent doors instead of uh, real doors. That's where the zip part comes of from. Of course, I want to point out that. Craig Newmark, the founder of Craigslist, listens to this podcast. So, Craig, does he really? He does Craig? I want to thank, thank you, Craig. Thank you for for keeping Mark in cars, and shame on you for enabling <laughs> this terrible <laughs> habit. I remember you had like a hatchback one time, and the one that we painted the flames yeah, on, and a, pl- a a bunch of people got together and painted a flame job on the car, but not with oh, automotive yeah. paint. It was like whatever Crayola we- paint. <laughs> no, we went to Home Depot and we bought house paint. Oh, oh, right. And he- <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, there's a, there's a, one of my favorite photos is it's, uh, in, standing in front of that car. It's, uh, you and me and Glenn Grassi, the stage manager from Second City and, uh, Derek Waters and Eric Edelstein. Yes. And, uh, and Mike Ross. Yes. And we were all standing proudly in front of that car. Uh, because Mike Ross and I had gone and purchased this paint and then we had all painted flames on it. Yes. And Mike has a, has a great eye. You're both, uh, have a good eye for design. Mike professionally designs, but, but you have a good artistic mm-hmm. eye as well. So it was a good, uh, like flame job on a car, but still it's yeah. house paint. It looks like somebody on a little, on a little hatchback. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's also a little hatchback with a flame job on it. So it looked like the Mirthmobile from Wayne's World. <laughs> That's right. And, and I also remember like, I think this is like a year or so before you moved to New York. One month Uh-oh. you had this weird like car that I've never seen before or 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 since. You were like, "Yeah, this is my new car. I forget what kind it was." And then like 2 months <laughs> later it was gone. Are you talking about the MG? Yep. The little yellow MG. That's exactly the one I'm talking about. I had a little bright yellow MG with bright yellow leather seats. And I thought this was the greatest car in the world. And I bought it for $3,000. And that's a lot of money for me to spend on a car. Yeah. And, uh, I, I thought, you know what? This is, this car is, I look like James Bond driving around uh-huh. in this little British convertible that's bright yellow. And I drove it, uh, to and from work every day. At this time, I was working at Disneyland, uh, doing a show. And, uh, to, that's a 40 mile drive each way. And if you've never commuted in, uh, a car like an MG that kind of looks like it was put together in the seventies, by uh oompa loompas uh and like drunk oompa loompas uh it is it is not a comfortable ride it does not get good gas mileage one day i was driving and it just stopped working so i crawled underneath and realized that the uh the starter and or the uh the engine and the battery had come separated from one another 
So I'm literally under underneath my car trying to plug these things in, like plugging an outlet into or, a, you know, plugging a cord into an extension cord. Uh, but I got it working and I got it on the road. It was one that I would just I had to know how to work it because I was constantly getting stopped uh, by just by the car being crap. We're we're. We're veering off the subject of New York versus L.A. Right. And by the way, just just so you know, guys, economy-wise, you could get one MG or you could get six Craigslist cars. That's so true. Think about it. Um, and that MG appears to you. It's going to be a bunch of problems. Yeah. Do, you, do you want a car that's problematic or do you want a fleet of awesome Mirthmobiles? <laughs> that's a great uh, visual to have. So let's talk about yeah. drawback, drawbacks of each city. We've talked about sort of okay. what's attractive about that. Well, well, let's, I haven't, you know what? Let me, uh, you've talked a little about what's attractive about New York. I'll tell you what I do love about Los Angeles. Please. Um, I love the weather. I mean, everybody says that and it's, it is such a cliche. I love being able to go to the beach. Um, when I go back to visit in the depths of winter, one of my favorite things to do in LA is to go and ride horses through Griffith Park. And every time I visit LA, I go ride horses through Griffith Park, uh, because you can do that year round. Uh, I also think that people that live in Los Angeles, and this is a good and bad thing, are in sort of a state of, uh, permanent juvenility because there's no passage of time being marked. Right. So everything kind of always feels like the day you moved to L.A. It's like li- if you live like in L.A. living inside a casino. Yeah, exactly. There are no clocks. They pump oxygen in. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, the beach bodies are fun. Everybody's beautiful and tan and laid back. Oh, and, um, well, if I were a person that enjoyed pot, uh, pot is basically legal there. That's right. But it's not like you can't – you would not be able to access it in New York were you so inclined. No. If I needed a guy, I could have a guy. Sure. And also, I mean, you have, this is what, this is what strikes me as funny is you moved to New York and then you started getting more work in LA. You, you yeah. were already doing drunk history. And, and by the way, the first drunk history that you did was because you lived in LA. Cause Derek, I, you know, he knew you and loved you. Obviously you're yeah. very talented, but had you, had you moved to another state, that might not have been an opportunity that would have, that would have presented itself. Do you think? Well, and that's, and, and thrilling adventure hours the same way. Those are both in LA. Sure. All of my work seems to, yeah, I moved here and all of my work keeps flying me back to Los Angeles. Um, but it, I have to take the personal stuff out of this because we are looking universally at New York versus LA. I can say for me right now, the city that I would prefer to be in is even though I just moved to New York in May, the city I prefer to be in is Los Angeles because we're about to close the show and I know I'm going to miss everybody from Thrilling and all of my friends and family are there. And most importantly, Juliana is there and that's been a tough thing. Um, but you know, th- th- these are, these are personal things for me. These aren't which city is unequivocally better, which is what we're trying to decide today. Um, so let's talk drawbacks. Okay. Uh, in, in LA, I'll, I'll talk about LA. The traffic is, is a big deal. My father has a, has a place out here and he generally visits on the weekend. My father is not, he's a patient guy, but not the most patient guy. I'm certainly, there are things that will drive him ballistic. Traffic is one of them. And in all of the years that he's been coming out here and it's been 15 now because that's how long I've been out here. He's mm-hmm. never really had to deal with really bad LA traffic because it's always been the weekend. So, so recently yeah. he came with me to an audition that I had and, and I live 
sort of uh, near the airport, which is southwest, kind of as far southwest as you can go in L.A., and my agent is about as far northeast as you can go. It's right near Universal Studios, which is where uh, Mark will work as well. Uh, sometimes yes. when he's out here, so it, it's uh, it's mean to have it's mean to have the studios so far apart from one another. To have Fox near where you live and to have Universal on the opposite end of town. Exactly. So put them all in one place. Yeah. Just <laughs> we need Studio Town. Yeah. So uh, it takes. About 90 minutes in bad traffic to get there. And it's not, it's not a large mileage disparity. And it took us so, it took us two hours, I think, that, that night because we, we left a little bit later. Um, but it took so long to get there. My father was going nuts. And I was like, this is, <laughs> and what I've, it's like. I've never seen your dad angry. Oh, he just like, <laughs> I mean, it was as close as you could get to just sitting there and rocking and staring off into the middle distance. And just going, oh, I can't believe it. There's all these cars. I can't Which believe is, all these cars. I can't believe all these cars. <laughs> That's crazy for a guy whose face usually looks like he's asking you subconsciously if you want to go to Vegas. <laughs> like your dad, your dad permanently has a look on his face like, do you, do you want to go to Vegas right now? <laughs> Like that's the look that he just has. Is that's his? Re- he has some some women. They talk about resting face. Uh, pardon my language. Your dad has resting. Do you want to go to Vegas face? <laughs> Never uh, picked that up in in my many years <laughs> on this planet. But the, um, so the, that's. But we digress. That's all yeah. to say the traffic is is really bad. How how spread out it is um, is kind of rough. The air quality is not great in certain places, especially the closer you get to the valley because all of the smog is is uh, is trapped in one place. And you can – when you get high enough uh, up in uh, – get get a high enough elevation, uh, similar to Griffith Park, you get up there and go to, to the observatory and you look out and you can see a layer of haze and it's not healthy for you. So those are definitely some some drawbacks to L.A. I, I would say my big LA drawback is the driving and the fact that everything has to be done, uh, by driving to and fro. For as a guy who lived in LA without a car for a while, that's very difficult. And people are generally late in LA. Um, yeah. That, like <laughs> when you come from the East Coast, you're used to people being on time. You're, you're much closer to on time. There's a lot less tardiness. And out here, it's just like seven o'clock means eight o'clock. 7.30 maybe if you if you feel like it. Well, the trains are more reliable and they're not 100% reliable, but the trains are a lot more reliable than the traffic is. Sure. I'm usually within 15 minutes on either side of how long the train says it's going to take me to get to a place. Uh, another thing that... Another thing that's sort of traffic related is the fact that everyone is in cars means that Los Angeles isn't a pedestrian city. And I like a pedestrian city. I like things to be close together. I like my, I like a city that is thought out and planned and has an infrastructure. Whereas as Los Angeles is mostly, it feels like a giant collection of small towns. Yes, that's um, true. That is, although New York does have neighborhoods. Like uh, I know people go all over the place, but there are neighborhoods. And and one other one other thing to throw at New York, and this drives me crazy, and I can't explain why. It drives me nuts that the north south streets and the east west streets are all numbers. I don't like to. I don't want to go to the corner of tenth and second or a hundred. Oh, I absolutely prefer that. I don't like it. I I don't. It doesn't make sense. I know how far away something's going to be as soon as someone tells me where it is. 
If you say something is on 13th Avenue or 12th Avenue, I don't even know if there is a 13th. That's in the water. Uh, they're like, oh, it's on uh, 12th Avenue and 179th Street. I'm like, oh, I'm not going. Um, <laughs> well, you know, if it's, a, it's really far if away, it's a high number. Like, oh, yeah, it's over by 4th and 8 millionth Street. But if somebody says, yeah, but if somebody says, Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's at uh, it's at the corner of uh, Franklin and uh, Whitley. If you don't know the area, you don't know where that is. Well, I mean, it also brings up that street names are kind of dumb to begin with, because it, when you, once you move to a city, you learn. Like in Philadelphia, the number of streets are north and south, and the trees are east and west. That's like Old Town Philadelphia, Walnut, Chestnut, Spruce. Uh, those are those are your east west, and then the numbers go uh, go north south. Um, but you know, that's just as random. It could be like, Hey, I'm going to go to the corner of Jeff and Todd. It doesn't matter as long as you know <laughs> what the North, South and East, West are. Can we start naming streets? Just, uh, just, uh, human, uh, baby names. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. I'm going to meet you at, uh, Kendra and Maggie. I like the idea that you make a distinction between baby names and everybody else's names. No, no, no. Just ba- Well, that's when you get named. Like they're gonna, they're not gonna name the streets as adults. These, they're gonna name them as babies, and then these streets are gonna grow up. Yeah. This street looks like a Gloria. Yeah, and as soon as the street turns sixteen, then you can drive on it. At fifteen, you can drive on it with your parents. <laughs> and at twenty-five, you can drive a rented van on it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I, they don't allow me to rent cars. I don't know why. That's weird. Um, Check Craigslist. So- I'm sure somebody will rent you a car there. Craig, will you look on there? And is that how Craigslist works? We just ask Craig because he's listening. Just ask Craig. <laughs> so we've talked a little about the downsides of Los Angeles. Uh, there, I get. I mean, it looks like there aren't that many. Um, it's, I, it, you know what? And this is going to sound. This is going to make me sound like a jerk. You know, one downside of L.A. for me in comparison to New York, it's not New York. Okay, let's start in New York then. Number one, all right, the smell. In New York, yeah, you get over in, it quick. Yeah, exactly. It's anything you have to get over, that's like something being an acquired taste. That means I hate the way this tastes, but if I force myself to ingest enough of it, in general, I'll come to love it. It's like a, f- I was that way with beer and now I love beer. It's like Stockholm syndrome. I'm going to trap <laughs> you with this flavor until you learn to love it. So look, the whole city of New York doesn't smell like that. You get it. It wafts at you every once in a yeah, while I'll- and there's some. There are some pungent moments that you will have in New York. And that's because there's some pungent moments in LA too. Everybody takes their trash. You know where your trash goes in LA? It goes in a dumpster. It goes in trash cans on the side of the street. And when the time comes for the trash to be taken out, they go behind the building and they take it out. In New York, you could be walking around Times Square. Guess what? There are going to be trash bags out on the sidewalk. Yeah, well, not until late in the day. Exactly. Not until not until late in the day when it's nice and warm. And you oh, can in Times in Square, they're going to do it at like three in the. Okay, look, I know we're talking about downsides. I shouldn't be interrupting. I apologize. Yeah, you're trying to. Are you trying to to stand up for New York? I understand, but there's a stink, and if you think there isn't, you are insane. You are choosing to okay. live in that stink and say, you know what? I'm saying that the benefits outweigh the drawbacks that's ultimately what you're saying which is fine but let's not pretend yes that there's no stink no i, I yeah there listen uh if you ever come to new york city uh here's a little tip if you're getting on the subway uh do not ever get on a car that it looks empty yeah 
if every other car is, did we talk about this? I feel I was talking with someone about this the other day. I don't know if it was on this show. Um, if you are getting on a train and you see, uh, every other train car is packed with people and there's one car that's got like one or two people in it. You're like, Oh, I'll get in this car. Then I'll get a seat. Zero percent of you should get in that car. And why is that, Mark? Because there is a smell in that car oh. that is usually coming from the only person in that car, which is the, usually the culprit of that smell. Yeah, you know, Pigpen is really cute in comic strips and a horrific yeah. idea when realized in real life. Yeah, like in that peanut scratch and sniff that they did. Do not scratch and sniff the pig that pen was panel. Such a dumb idea for them to put him in that, wasn't it? It really was. Um, all right. Other drawbacks to New Let's York. Let's talk about the subways. Subways are very okay. efficient. Good way to get from A to Z if they're not closed, if they don't get shut down. However, let's right. talk about some things that will not happen uh, when I'm in my car. Number one, I won't be sitting and waiting for my car and have an insane person slapping a shoe against the wall. That happened once trying to get on the subway. And I was with my with my wife, Jennifer, who does not like crowds. And this was not a crowded situation, but this was like, this person is insane. And yeah. how long is it going to take before he puts down his jar of soup and stops slapping his shoe against the wall and comes after us? Because here's the thing. You can't plan for a crazy person attacking. They don't think like a person who isn't crazy. They can go anywhere, anytime. How I don't want you to come from a place of fear. And if you... If you if you cannot come from a place of fear, you'll realize that subway crazies are one of the greatest things about New York. Can we dispel the idea that crazy people are adding color to a city? Like there are crazy people everywhere. <laughs> there no, are insane people no, in cannot. LA. I love I love the crazy. I'll tell you, uh, I used to do a show at the Improv Olympic West. Now the IOS. Stop bragging up on Hollywood Boulevard. Not to brag, it was a pretty popular show, but. We would get out of the show at like 11 on a Thursday night and you'd have the bacon wrapped dogs being cooked outside, which is a great smell as opposed to trash. But then you're sitting there and like, oh, here come three Asian dudes. Uh, one of them is dressed up as Jesus and carrying a giant wooden cross down the street. I don't look at that and go, well, that's Hollywood. I look at it and go that I wish that that person was not hanging around the street. No, see, that's where you and I differ. I, I real, I, as long as that guy's not hurting anybody, I think he adds flavor to the city. Okay. Well, here's, here's one area there, though. Which it's a lot better than the fist fight that I saw in the middle of Hollywood Boulevard right out in front of IO as well. <laughs> oh, I'm realizing, I'm realizing from this that it's not that you, uh, like LA better than New York. You just don't like other people. Look, I will admit that I am a hermit, <laughs> but. That is the great thing about living in a city where I don't have to be – I like I can see the people I want to see and I can avoid the people that I don't want to see. So that – like there are some crazy – you can get robbed pretty easily on the subway. I have friends who have had their bags snatched yeah. like that. That's just something that you accept. Like, oh, when you get on the subway, yes. somebody's going to clip the strap to your shoulder bag and steal it. It's just going to happen. That's That's a cynic's point of view. I think for every subway crazy or mugger – there is the uh, thoroughly enjoyable random person who sits next to you and points at their newspaper and goes, you believe this baloney? Like, that guy I love. That guy brings color. Maybe, again, maybe I'm viewing the Woody Allen, Nora Ephron version of New York. And it does have its drawbacks. Um, And 
for me, look, in our very first episode, we went to the, now I'm, I'm shifting gears and, and I'm pleading my case to you because this episode will never end unless I get you on my side. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, I feel like if in our first episode, we, we look to a higher authority, uh, not God. We don't know what God puts on his hot dog, but I'm pretty sure it's not ketchup, but we look to, we, we thought, you know what? Here's a good one. Uh, the ketchup board and the president of the United States or the hot dog board and the president of the United States both said, don't put ketchup on a hot dog. And we were like, Oh, the president of the United States does it. That's, you know, that's good enough for me. Well, the entirety of the world has chosen New York City as the place to put all of their money and their annual meeting. It feels like the center of the world. And I don't think you can trump center of the world. Plus, as a history buff, there's a lot more history in New York for me to latch on to. I feel it's globally a more important city. Okay. I think I think we have enough information here. It's time to make the ruling. This is which city is better. We're going to end the age-old debate of New York versus L.A. right now. Mark, what do you say? I say New York City. Okay. I say New York City, too. And here's why. I'm going to hinge it on one thing. Okay. Sports fans. I, let me preface this by saying I hate the Yankees. The only thing I hate worse than the Yankees is the Mets. I also hate the Knicks. I hate the Rangers. I don't care for the Jets, but they're an AFC team, so who cares? I don't like the Nets either. <laughs> but New York fans are second only to Philadelphia fans, and they're tied for second with Boston's fans for the best sports fans on the planet. Like if the Yankees they do suck, it right here. they talk about how much the Yankees suck, and they they're gonna watch them, <laughs> and they're gonna hate themselves for watching them, and that is the way you be you, that you that you become a fan of a sports team in L.A. I remember this. This sticks out in my head. The first time I went to a Dodgers game, this was like. We're, we're around like 2000, 2001, 2002. Dodgers were not a particularly good team that year. And I'm sitting there and the, it's a sparsely attended game. All of the Dodgers fans looked like, looked like they were attending a Jimmy Buffett concert. They all had the same like <laughs> straw hat and Hawaiian shirt combo. And they're sitting there and it's getting later in the game and the, the Dodgers are getting pounded. And this, this older fan is sitting there and he just goes, we suck. Like, completely just given up. He's not passionate about it. He's not excited. And I will say there are a few exceptions to this rule. Dave, uh, Dave Berman, a good friend of both of ours and one of the nicest guys is a huge Dodgers fan. And I will, if he, if every fan were like him and Danny strong, also a big Dodgers fan, if every fan were like the two of them, then I think, I think that Los Angeles sports fans would be in a much better place. So I will say, New York is a better city. Also, what about pizza? Mark, tell them about the pizza. Oh, the pizza, Hal. The pizza in New York City. Uh, it's the, it's the second best pizza in the world. Second only to Chicago. And that, that's a story for another time. Deep dish versus thin <laughs> crust pizza. But the, the final ruling is Los Angeles, you are a wonderful city. You are full of opportunity. You have the best of nature. You have the best of nature. You are a wonderful, wonderful place. Yeah, and, uh, I met my wife here. Yeah. I met my girlfriend there. And I met Hal yeah, there. We met, uh, w- we, you were like, what, three weeks into being here? Yeah. When we met, we met very, very early on. So, uh, you know, Los, Los Angeles has definitely grown on me and it's a very cool place to live. And I, and I don't want to move to New York, but if I have to say which city is better, I have to give it to New York City. It it is a center of commerce. Uh it is 
It is the unofficial capital of the United States, which is very painful for me to say. And anybody who's close to me knows <laughs> how much this is killing me. The best city in, I know, in the world is Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. But the better city of Los Angeles and New York is New York City. All right. Uh, so thank you for listening. Sorry, Los Angeles. Congratulations, New York. Yes. Um, if you have questions you would like to ask us, please, uh, please get uh, in touch with us. We would love to uh, debate any topic that you deem dumb enough to be important to us. So please uh, reach out to us on Twitter at we got this tweets. Uh, Hal uh, is uh, at Hal Lublin. I'm at Mark Gags. Yeah, you can reach us by email at we got this podcast at gmail.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash we got this. And a couple of quick thanks. Thanks to Ken Plume for his help with the audio. And thanks to uh, to Jonathan Dinerstein for our new music. Yes. That we've got. Uh, I love our new opening music to go along with the wonderful theme that was written by Mike Furman. Yes. And Mike has written the greatest theme song for anything ever. And interesting to note, even though we've declared New York City the champion, uh, Jonathan Dinerstein is from Manhattan. And, uh, yes. and Mike Furman is from San Luis Obispo, which is central coast California, but we'll call it LA for the purposes of this podcast. So that's right. We've got, uh, Mike and Jonathan representing both of the places in the world. <laughs> stay tuned. Uh, don't stay tuned. Why would you stay tuned? <laughs> Just sit there and listen quietly to the silence for the next, for the next, uh, week minus 30 minutes. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And for Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And until next time, we got this. We got this. <laughs>